Hey everybody, it's meteorologist Joe Martucci. It is time for Something in the Air podcast brought to you by the Press of Atlantic City twice a month and you can find us all over the internet on our website. You can find us on the Apple Store. You can find us on YouTube. You can also find us on the Stockton channel. So wherever you may be watching or listening, we appreciate you uh, spending your next 30 minutes with us. And we have a very special guest, as we always do here, but this one might be uh, particularly special. We'll dive into that in just a little bit. But her name is Donna Peterson. She is the OEM coordinator for Ventnor City. She is uh, Absecon Island, born and raised. And uh, I had a couple of other things here, and we'll take them off and talk about it a little bit. But you were president of the Ventnor's Mothers Club. That's what I saw in 2012. And president of the Ventnor Home and School Association from 2011 to 2014. So you really like to be in power, don't you? <laughs> Let's just say it's when people decide that they don't want to do it any longer. I kind of get the job. <laughs> I, that, you didn't have to. You didn't have to knock yourself down. You could pump yourself up. Just say, "Yeah, I love it," and look at all the great things I do. Um, all right. So it's it's actually interesting because we actually knew each other without knowing each other uh, for years before I started the press. So I used to work at Weatherworks, which was a meteorological. It is still around meteorological consulting firm. In Hackettstown, I was there since 20, the end of 2013, and Vetner is, and we'll talk about this in a little bit, but Vetner is a client of Weatherworks. So I am sure at some point in time, we have either spoken to each other or we have, I've at least texted you for like, hey, you know, like, uh, you know, snow's about to start or something like that. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, it's a so circle that we run in. It's a little circle. Well, weather is quite the small world, not only with meteorologists, but people who are entwined, intertwined with this. But um, let's turn the clock back, you know, even more. So, you know, you're born and raised here on the island. You went to Atlantic City High School, uh, and then you started working for Trump Construction. And, and my question is, how did that transition over to a position in OEM? Well, it's sometimes who you know or who knows you very true so when i went to work for the city of atlantic city which i was an employee for 23 years um, i started there in 1992 um, and then each department that i worked in it was because someone knew me and they wanted me to come to work for them so in 2009 emergency management um, which um, alan seal was in the office at the time he knew who I was, asked if I wanted to come into the office, and I thought it would be a good career move for me. So he brought me in. We, um, he got me training, and I was kind of thrown into the deep end because 2009 <laughs> started yeah. the first of many declared storms, and it was very interesting to say the least. So I learned trial by fire in emergency management. You, you kind of sound like one of your uh, counterparts here, Chuck Labar, just a town south of you, because he just started last August. And, uh, well, let's see, we've had two tropical storms and a pandemic. Um, <laughs> I think uh, maybe it's just a way of life here. I don't know what happened. I don't know what happens in uh, Longport or Atlantic City. Yeah, I don't know what the trial by fire was like for them, but at least for uh, for you guys, you guys just kind of jumped right into it. But yeah, you guys do you know, a wonderful job, Don. I mean, you know, we talk all the time, obviously. This is not our first time seeing each other, far from it. Um, but, um, you know, what were the differences between working in Atlantic City, which is, of course, you know, highly seasonable, but also a, you know, an East Coast tourist destination with Ventnor, 
um, you know, which is a smaller town, still obviously seasonable, but, you know, not having the large influx of visitors. It's mostly, you know, on the local scale as opposed to a region-wide or even nationwide scale. Well, I have to say, um, being a neighbor to Atlantic City now, I find that um, our population, like you said, is not as high as Atlantic City. So we don't have the influx like they do or that they used to do since the pandemic. Sure. Um, on average, Ventnor is around 10,000 uh, population for year round. And then during the summer months, we're somewhere around 40,000. We saw a big uptick when the pandemic started because mm -hmm. people who had second homes um, decided to come here since they didn't have to go to the office, they didn't go to school, they decided to come here. So our numbers have been um, on the high side since April. And I think we're going to continue to see that, whereas we would go back to our normal um, population after September, after Labor Day, because of school, a lot of schools aren't going to go back. Mm -hmm. So we're going to see our numbers continue to be on the high side. And we don't have, or we didn't have as many special events as Atlantic City would have throughout the year, throughout the year. But with the pandemic, they cut back and they don't have a lot of things. Um, I know for right now for Ventnor, we've been lucky enough to do the summer concert series um, every Saturday night. Yeah. And it's allowing people to get out. It gives them an outlet. It gives them a place to be outside and to enjoy themselves for a couple hours to kind of feel normal again during this pandemic. Gotcha. Gotcha. Let me ask about the uh, Downbeat Seafood Festival. That is also canceled for this year. Is that correct? It is canceled and it's very heartbreaking. Um, yeah. There would be no way that the promoters would be able to put on an event like that yeah. during this time. Right. Yeah. It's so a very, we feel I mean, really bad about that, but um, we are looking forward to 2021 to have everything back. Yeah, I loved it last year over at Ski Beach and Vetner. I mean, when we did our weather video, it was not a nice day, but it actually turned out to be. It <laughs> that was, was uh, horrible. We had a brush by with the tropical system that day, and it was just rainy. It was you know spitting rain at you with the wind, but actually it turned out to be a very nice you know day for the festival itself the following day. Absolutely. Um, you know, on your website, so you know your website VetnerCity.org. You know, you say emergency management is responsible for four things: it's mitigation, preparedness, response, and recovery. Could you give a specific example for each of them? Because, you know, we talk about OEM. It's something that, you know, I'm well aware of. Obviously, you're in it. But maybe it's not something that everybody is always thinking about, you know, your day trip or to the beach or, you know, people have second homes. Like, again, just going through to four, is it possible to give a specific example for each of them? And the more recent, the better. Um, I will try my best. Right. Um, I try to tell people um, in reference to preparedness, it's exactly what it sounds like. You, no matter where you go or what you do, you should always be prepared in some fashion. So if you're coming to Vetner, you should be able to check out our website and get some information about, you know, places to eat, places to shop, um, things to do, things like that. So basically your preparedness is you're getting yourself ready for whatever the event might be. Let's just take our last um, tropical storm that we had. Yes. So preparedness. What we do on our end is we start, um, of course, a few days out. One of the things that I do is I call you. Yes. 
we talk. <laughs> right at the top of the most frequently contacts. Yes. So, um, you know, we try and get information in reference to what we're going to expect. Then we get all our departments kind of uh, prepped and ready. Anything that needs to be done ahead of time. So that's what we're doing for preparedness. Um, mitigation during the year and stuff, not just um, waiting for storms or whatever. We try to handle projects that will make things better. One, flooding. It's not going to get better. We live on an island. Mm -hmm. But we try our best to um, have pumps put in place to raise houses in um, Vetner, things like that. Recovery, of course, is, I'm sorry, response is first. Oh, sorry, we can go with either one. Yeah, we, we, um, we go in know, order, we go response first. During whatever the event might be, whether it's a nor'eastern, a hurricane, um, snow, we as first responders have to go out and respond to whatever the situation is because uh, especially during flooding, you have people who think that their cars can float across the water, which they find out that they can't and they get stuck and then we have to go out and get them yeah. recovery. Um, but also after tropical storms or hurricanes, we have the recovery process of doing damage assessment, um, you know, helping out for public assistance, things like that. Um, getting all the information to county to state to see what we can get reimbursed, hopefully, for whatever damages there are. We try and help out whatever residents have issues. So that's a big process, especially yeah. working with our building department. Mm -hmm. And then we have our... It's I coming. Miss? It's coming to you. What's that? What did I miss? I mitigation Response. But I... Well, you had mitigation, mitigation preparedness. You just talked about recovery. You touched on response too. And response, yeah. So they kind of go hand in hand, you know, depending don't. on the situation. So I, they you do. got, I'll give you an A plus. I think you, you got, you. <laughs> you got all four of them there. Um, you know, you mentioned coastal flooding, and we could do a whole half hour on coastal flooding. But you know, that seems to be, from my perspective, when you're talking about weather, typically in Vetner. It's the coastal flooding that you're more, you know, most concerned about. Are you closing, you know, closing the bridges? Are you setting up, you know, road closure, you know, putting out Nixle alerts, et cetera, et cetera. But let me ask you, Donna, are you actually a weather enthusiast? Are you a weather geek or is it more just, hey, I have to do this for my job? <laughs> I think. There's no wrong answers. No wrong answers. <laughs> I think more and more as I do this job and more and more that I learn. Okay. Um, um better able to predict things. So when, you know, my chief or my captain are calling or texting me saying, hey, what's going on? I can give them an answer that will be 98% accurate, you know, good, good but percentage. I, I tend right. to, you know, always double check because I will call you. I will yeah. call Jim Everwine. <laughs> I will always, you know, yeah. try to make sure whatever information that we're going to put out there is accurate enough for the residents and visitors. Sure. Sure. Um, you know, in addition to OEM, I know you do a couple of other things with the Vetner police department. So you kind of touched <laughs> on a little bit, but go ahead. T tell me what else you're doing with the police department. So for the police department, I am the assistant to the chief and to the captain and to all the administrative staff that we have here. I end up um, also coordinator of special events. Right. I am the... <laughs> Let's go. All right. We got two, three things. OEM, assistants. I can probably use a couple more fingers for that. 
Uh, you don't have, have many. You don't have many. Now you have. It was all tied fingers. <laughs> <laughs> I am the uh, committee chair for the LEPC committee, which is our local emergency planning committee, which yep. you are on. That is true. I am the chair for the GIF safety committee. I'm the safety coordinator. I'm the right to know coordinator. I am the auction coordinator. That would be fun. Is the auction coordinator fun? Um, well, you know, it depends on what we're doing because then you always get those people that, you know, get upset when they don't get the items that they want. Mm. So. Are you the one that's like, you know, $10, $10, $10, $12, $12, $12. Can I hear $12? I leave that to the professionals. Ah, I just coordinate okay. everything. <laughs> I was going to have you do a rendition if you, if you said yes. <laughs> um, okay. So obviously very busy within Vetner, but um, you know, what does it mean to actually, you know, work in the same town, you know, that, that, that you lived in and you spent a lot of time in, especially being with, you know, with Vetner for a couple of years now. I, I have to say that was one of the things when they offered me the job to come down and run emergency management, um, because I transferred from Atlantic city to Vetner. That was one of the, the big points was knowing I would be working in and, and living for my hometown. So yeah. that, you know, that, that was great. I, I really, I enjoy that. And I, I enjoy when people see me at different events and they come to me and they're like, you know, we really appreciate when you, you know, send us the messages or, you know, the code reds and yeah. just getting the information out there. So it, it, it's good because people know that I live here and I work here and I want to make sure our hometown is as safe and everyone has as much knowledge that they need to know for what's going on. Great. All right. So Donna, this is what we're going to do. We're going to take a little bit of a break. We're going to have a commercial. When we come back, we're going to talk more about OEM. We're going to talk about the Down Beach Hurricane Seminar. And we have a little bit of fun at the end here. So we'll be back in a little bit. This is Something in the Air podcast. My favorite part about the R. Dorrington Foundation is when I learn all about ice hockey and have fun with other kids. The R. Dorrington Ice Hockey Foundation provides a free hockey program to low and middle income youth in Atlantic City. One of the components of the Art Dorrington Ice Hockey Foundation is the education component. Fundamental learning there is on character building. My father, Art Dorrington, loved Atlantic City so much that after signing his NHL contract with the New York Rangers, he came down to Atlantic City, started skating with the Seagulls, he found his love of his life and he settled here in Atlantic City. The kids get teamwork, they learn the fundamentals of ice hockey, and they learn to be... On the ice and off the street! On the ice and off the And we're back, and we're back with Donna Peterson, OEM Coordinator, Office of Emergency Management Coordinator for the City of Vetner. That is just one of her eight titles, as we just found out in the past couple of minutes. <laughs> <laughs> we are going to uh, go back to OEM, um, and this is a question I have for you here. You know, let's say somebody's a day tripper, uh, somebody is a second homeowner, and somebody's a year-round resident in Vetner, and they ask you, you know, hey, Donna, how can you help me with OEM? Is there a difference that you have for each of those three people, or is everybody just all the same? be honest I try to keep every I, I try to treat everyone the same way it doesn't matter to me whether you are you know my year-round resident if you're a day tripper 
if you're a second homeowner, I give everyone the same information. Um, you can find a lot of um, anything that you're looking for on our website, on my page. Um, as long as you are signed up for the code red notifications, you'll get all the information that you need about Ventnor. Just like, you know, whether you're just visiting or whether you own a home here. So I try to keep it across the board for everyone. Got it. Treating everybody the same. That's, that's always good in uh, 2020. So let's talk about one event that, you know, we're obviously never going to forget. And that's Superstorm Sandy. Um, now at the time you were not with Vetner, you were in Atlantic city. Is that correct? In 2012? Correct. Correct. Okay. So what was it like, you know, prepping for the event beforehand and was it like anything you ever saw before? Um, no, it was. <laughs> okay. That was the easy question. The second one. <laughs> it, it was cr absolutely crazy. And, and, and a lot of it was everything that we were doing, no matter how much you prep for something, you, you don't, you, we didn't expect what we got, put it that way. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, everyone was doing everything. It didn't matter what your job title was. It didn't matter what office you worked in. Everybody was doing everything. And I mean, I remember when we went to work, I believe it was like that Sunday. Yeah. I didn't get to go home until Thursday. You so, didn't leave the office? You it was where were you? What were you doing? Where were you? We were stationed. We we were stationed at the MCC, uh, which was the Emergency Operations Center um, at the medical center. So we were at the hospital, and we we had a room to work out of. But it was literally crazy. We all worked, you know, twelve hours on, and it was supposed to be twelve hours off, which then that turned into more like eighteen hours on, and maybe two hours off to get sleep a couple um, winks yeah it was it, it it was like nothing i had ever done before or dealt with and i think the hardest part too is the fact that i'm working but in the back of my head i'm thinking about my house like what's yeah. going on you know and there's nothing i can do until i you know finish work right right yeah which was days later, of course. Um, yeah. And you said you were just saying off camera before that you're still dealing with some uh, Sandy-related issues on the Ventner side now. Yeah, absolutely. Because when I came down to Ventner, um, the previous um, coordinator had retired, and there were a lot of open items pertaining to reimbursements. Yeah. So we're still working on trying to get all of that paperwork together and sent um, to our state reps to have everything processed so we can um, receive our reimbursement money. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. And, you know, this year, of course, like we said, we had two tropical systems and thankfully none of them were, you know, of the evacuation type storms. And we're going to hope we don't have that for a very, very long time. But given, you know, the COVID world in which we live in, what are some differences that we would have to take into account if we were in that, you know, all hands on deck situation, you know, and it doesn't even have to be Sandy. It could just be, you know, a, a different kind of hurricane. Um, you know, w what's being taken into effect or what would go into effect? Well, to be honest, I don't think people are realizing um, how much the pandemic affects shelters. 
So if anyone had to deal with being in the shelter, whether it was for Irene or for Sandy, you know pretty much you only have so many square feet that you have for your area, which is basically your cot. Well, that has now been taken and basically cut into a quarter. So whereas if your shelter used to hold 125 people, we're now only basically allowed to put 50 people in that area mm -hmm. because of social distancing. Right. Which means, and what we try to tell people all the time, you do not want to go to a shelter, period. It's not a five-star place over there? <laughs> no, there's no butler service? Not at all. Uh, it's basically to get people out of whatever the elements are until the storm passes to get you back to your house. So we ask everyone to have a plan, have a go bag, and have a place to go, whether it's a relative, a friend, anything. Even if you have to make yourself a hotel reservation somewhere. Yep. When you know that storms are coming, make the reservation and hold it because you're able to cancel it if you don't need it. But you want to go anywhere but a shelter. Yeah, and you know it's always so important to listen to evacuation warnings. These are not decisions that are made lightly. Don, I'm sure, is involved in you know these meetings when they come. You know, the least, uh, the last thing we want to do is cause, you know, more travel and, you know, more, you know, lines at the gas station or whatever, right, right. before a storm is coming. Um, and there's a lot that goes into it. So, you know, really, we say it all the time. We're going to say it again today. And we're going to say it again at the Down Beach community meeting. We'll talk about that in a little bit. You know, if you get the evacuation warning, please go. It is for your safety because you want to protect not only yourself, your family, your friends, and emergency personnel. Um, you know, That's they, right. you know, and you can tell me, I believe when winds are over 35 miles an hour sustained or 39, really you're not supposed to go out and respond to calls. Correct. Yeah. So let's talk about the Down Beach community meeting. Now, I will say for everybody listening, we are recording this before the meeting, but we are going to pretend that the meeting happened. It went great. Lots of people. Donna killed it. You know, she great presentations all around. Uh, so Donna, what for those people who haven't seen the Down Beach community meeting yet, what are people expecting during this meeting? What, what could you expect and what would you learn from it? So we do this annually and we share this event. It's between Vetner, Margate and Longport. And then over the years, we've kind of um, added on to it and we've had utilities come in, Atlantic County come in, and we try to give our residents and visitors as much information as we can, one about hurricane season. And this year, especially, we're talking about the pandemic. Mm -hmm. So um, we'll give you information in reference to, as I mentioned before, having a go bag, having a plan, having an evac route, um, making sure that you have a place to go, talking about your utilities, talking about insurance, talking about items that you should always have with you, um, talking to our meteorologists, our specialists that we Meteorologists, have. there's two, not just- That's right. Yes. 
Um, so it's giving people as much information as we can to make sure that they are prepared for the events that are taking place today. And, and it's, you know, just on a personal note, I, it's great that we're still having it one. And I really do think that this is such a helpful event just because of the people that, that you bring in to one place, Donna. I mean, you have, and you can correct me if I'm wrong. I'm going to kind of go down the list. We have, of course, Ventnor, Margate, Longport, um, Chief Police for, for Ventnor, Chief Biagi will be there. Uh, South Jersey, or excuse me, Atlanta State Electric will be there. I'll be there. Jim Everwine, my meteorological father, will be there. Um, he's up seeking a OEM coordinator, but retired National Weather Service meteorologist. Um, someone, a yoga, yo, a yogi, right? Uh, yeah, Dina Ruiz. Mm -hmm. She's going to be talking about the health benefits and things that you could do in reference to this time. Got it. Um, we also have Chris. Um, Chris, I always mess up his last name. I think it's Chris Pronger. No, that's the that's the Hunter. That's the Flyers. <laughs> but Chris from MedCycle, he is uh, a nurse. Um, he actually had COVID, so he's going to talk about his experience. Mm -hmm. um, Trying to remember who else. I mean, we have some. It's nice that we have a plethora of people that will be here mm -hmm. to talk. I, I'm sorry that we're not going to be able to do it in person with everyone because I think it's a nice. Um, event because there's a lot of information paperwork wise that we give out as well but I'm glad that we were still able to put this together and be able to have it available because um, it will be live streamed we mm -hmm. talked about that and afterwards it'll also be up on all of our respective pages so that way people can click on it and take a look at it mm -hmm. and then if they have questions you know if, if something wasn't answered they're always able to email or call any one of us to give them further information. Yes. And it will be live streamed um, on my Facebook page. That's meteorologist Joe Martucci. You can see it there as well as the press of Atlantic City's page. So, you know, there'll be no shortage of ways to see it. And we'll try to sprinkle it throughout our uh, wonderful Facebook community groups as well uh, in uh, Vetner and Margate. I don't think Longport, did we talk about this? I don't think Longport has a Facebook community group page. I don't think they do. You know, like a Vetner NJ Community Forum, the Margate NJ yesterday, today, tomorrow. I don't see one for Longport. So if anybody's listening and you know of the Longport one, let me know because I would love to be a part of it. Um, all right. What else did I have here? Um, let's um, let's wrap up. We're actually almost done here. We're going to wrap up with, uh, not with Chris Pronger, but we're going to wrap <laughs> up with the Flyers. You, you're a big Flyers fan. Um, at the time of recording, the Flyers are up two games to one. Uh, Donna, how did you feel about the game uh, on Sunday night? Um, it was terrific. It was great. It was a great comeback for us. Carter Hart is just a phenom right now. He he's just amazing to be. I believe he just turned twenty-two. As or yeah, I yeah, he's twenty-two. Yeah, he he's, he's yeah, twenty-two years old to be that good at what you do in in that on in that type of atmosphere because he's carrying a lot on his shoulders. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. I mean, I, uh, it's Carter Hart is definitely playing the role of a star goaltender. Um, you know, the Canadians, they have Carey Price and Carey Price, you know, he is one of the best, if not the best goalie in the world. So you're dealing with another 
you know, great goalie on the other side. And, you know, Flyers have a little more firepower than the Canadians. So, you know, I do think as long as Carter Hart does his thing, which he has been, you know, which he did in game one and game three, and of course before that in the round robin, you know, I think they're going to win. I, I would I would say they're going to win. Um, you know, Kevin Hayes. We're sending out good thoughts to the Flyers. Good thoughts. Yes, <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll send out good thoughts to the Flyers. Kevin Hayes signed that big contract. And, you know, at the beginning of uh, the year last year in the offseason, Looks like it's paying off so far, you know, number one seed locked up in the East, you know, with the playoffs, of course, playing Montreal yeah. now. And, you know, we'll see. They could have the um, – well, I guess if we'll see when this actually – when most people are listening to this, I don't think the series will be wrapped up just yet. But uh, what do you think, Dot? Do you think it's a Flyers in five? I'm going Flyers in five, but I have to say they have a big push coming because Oscar uh, is skating – so he's coming back, you know, after his cancer treatments, mm-hmm. which thank God, you know, he's healthy and able to come back. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And what do you think? Is it all the way? You think it's Stanley Cup for Flyers? Realistically I, speaking? And I will say for okay. 2020, with the year that we're having, this will be our year. This will be your year. All right. So <laughs> we'll, we'll come back to this in about uh, maybe mid-September, mid, late September. We'll see how we're doing here. Um but yeah, I want to get the Flyers in. I know you're a big Flyers fan, so I wanted to uh, pop that in for you. All right, so for more information, Donna, where can people find everything they need to know about emergency management in the city of Bed? So you can go to our website, which is www.vetnercity.org. Um, you can go either on my page, and all the information is pretty much listed in there, but my office number is 609-823-7919. And my email is oem at police.vetnercity.org. It's the easiest way to find me, and I'm very accessible. As you just said, gave out your phone number and your email address, and I will speak on behalf of Donna. Uh, she is very accessible, um, and she's a great uh, asset that we have here, not only in Epsicon Island, but South Jersey as well. I love talking with you. And uh, I know we're going to talk to each other very soon with the uh, Down Beach community meeting and, of course, afterwards. So, Donna, thanks so much for the time. I'm glad we got to do this. this. This was fun. I hope everybody was able to learn something from it. This is the Something in the Air podcast brought to you by the Press of Atlantic City. We will be back at the beginning of September. We will be with New Jersey State climatologist Dr. Dave Robinson. We'll be recapping the month that was, and there will be a lot of talk about Isaias then. So, until then, everybody. Take care. And Donna, thank you again. We appreciate it. Thank you, Joe.